Hello, personal besties. I hope that you're having a great morning, a great day, a great night, wherever you're at right now. Today's episode, I'm so excited for you to listen to. It's all about habit implementation of how do you go from information overwhelm of feeling like you have so much to do, so much that you need to add in and actually go to implementing it into your life and making it part of your routine. And so Gabriella joins us today. She offers us three steps on how to implement our habits and two things that you're probably doing that's messing you up with your habits. And I had no idea I was doing these things until she pointed them out to me. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to think that you're going to get a lot out of this and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Gabriella Rosen. She's a habit formation coach and she's used her own techniques starting at Spotify, now at other big tech companies to help others with creating habits. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so I know that you talk a lot about habit formation, so I'd love to get to know a little bit about your background and when did you find out about the importance of habits? What led you to start talking about this? Like, how did this get started? Yeah, so I started forming positive habits from a very young age. I'm the youngest of four. So growing up, I really had to implement positive habits in order to survive, aka to play with my older siblings. And this served me really well, especially when I started my career and people labeled me as disciplined or driven. My dad said I had this crazy gene where I'd become super obsessed with an outcome and do anything to achieve it. And I gladly took in all these compliments, but in reality, they were just habits. And it wasn't until I won a trip to Cape Town, South Africa, that I recognized this is my gift and strangers pointed out wow, your gift is habit formation. So it's with CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives. And it taught me that no matter who you are, you need help with habits. It's always going to take your life to that next level. And after I left that workshop, I left with an entire formula for creating positive habits and not that workshop, that um, co-working retreat. I left with a workshop. So it's my three simple steps to form any positive habit and the two negative Nancy's that have potentially derailed you. And I took it to Spotify, was working there. And I said, listen, I can give this to your, your employees, roll it out across the company if you want me to. And so they gladly accepted and we rolled it out. I did that until the week I started my own company and left. I did at other corporations and one-on-one with people just to really get my reps in and learn that skill, refine it. That's awesome. So it's something that you've kind of always been doing your whole life. And then you spend some time of like, how can I teach this to others and actually put a formula behind it? Exactly. So that others can see, okay, here's exactly how you do it. 
Yeah. What I love about your background too is, you know, you being the youngest, you were almost like playing catch up and that's why you're like, okay, I have to like learn all these things and, you know, catch up to my older brothers. Cause I feel like that's kind of, you know, in my background too, I'm an only child. And so I would look at my parents, like that's who I spent the most time with. And I'm like, I don't want to be the one always left in the dust. Like, you know, I want to like pick it up too. So I love that. Exactly. You want to be included. And then in the meantime, you end up creating all these muscles, all these skills that get you so much further, which I know you spoke about too. When you were in college and your your coach brought a list of things that don't take any talent. And when you feel like you lack on talent or you lack at the skill level that you need to win a championship or just play with your siblings, then you start building all these other muscles like habit formation, effort, et cetera. Yeah. It's like, okay, where can I make up then? So I'd love to go into kind of what these three steps are. Uh, So what's step number one? Yes. So step number one is operation minor momentum. So it's my, my favorite term. I love to use it. Like we just need some OMM, some operation minor momentum. And it involves one, defining your outcome. So where are you going and why do you want to go there? Because if you don't define where you want to go, then you might end up somewhere completely different. You're like, oh, what did I do to get here? I wanted to go that way. So first, really clarifying where do you want to go and why do you want it? Second step is the simple step. So what is the easiest thing you can do today in order to create momentum to get to your outcome? So for example, if your outcome is to start getting wins in your business. So I want to secure 10 clients. And right now I feel like no one's biting. So maybe your simple step is just cleaning your house, getting a win with that, or texting a friend that you meant to check in on that you never did. Creating these small wins so that eventually that momentum gets you to where you want to be in your business. And at first, they might seem like they don't relate, but they do. Yeah, no, I was almost going to relate that back to, you know, like fitness or health and, you know, sometimes like a weight loss goal, right? If instead of 10 clients, it was like, oh, 10 pounds. A lot of times we measure the things by, oh, well, I should just start with the first pound. And you didn't even say, okay, secure that first client. You said like these other habits of reaching out to people, of, you know, cleaning your room, things that will help you get there, but aren't directly related and just switching that focus. Exactly. Because it's all about that person that you're trying to become your person who finishes, who closes. And for working out, maybe you want to be someone who's more present in your workout. You're thorough. You really push yourself. But what are the other areas of your life that are easier to push yourself that you can start gaining that skill, that momentum so that it trickles into your workouts. Yeah, because it's almost like inevitable over time, right? Like if you keep setting yourself up day after day with these habits and with this small momentum, you'll see it in the results too. Exactly. And then the third step is ROD, something I call return on decision. So every decision you make has a return or it goes upward or it can go the other way. It can go reverse. So what is your return? Your simple step, like you said, it might not seem like if you want to close 10 clients, cleaning your house is the next simple step. But if you do make that choice, what's your return on that? Will cleaning your space then make you more focused, more productive? And if you don't take that simple step, you'll end up where you currently are. So your return on that is staying in the same exact place that you were prior and not creating momentum. So I use ROD every day. I even use ROD if I'm responding to somebody. Say, you said to me like, you know what? Get off my podcast right now. (laughs) And I I thought in my head, okay, what's my ROD to argue back with you? 
then the next hour of my life would be wasted. Then maybe after I'd still be upset about it. Then the next week or my ROD by saying, oh, that's a funny story. I can tell somebody about it would be making a funny situation into an even funnier or positive situation. So you can use this with your habits. You can use this with the way you react really with anything, R-O-D, return on decision. Real quick, I wanna share one of my new habits with you. So each morning I've been starting off my morning on the right foot with a green supplement drink. So add one scoop into a glass of water and I have over 75 vitamins and minerals and greens. Start me off for my day with great energy along with digestion, gut health, nervous system, and immune system support. All of this just in one scoop of Athletic Greens. And right now there's a special offer for you. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash liveyourpb, athleticgreens.com slash liveyourpb, with your subscription, you can get a full year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. So when you're on the go, it's already pre-portioned for you. So go check that out now. I've been loving this habit and it's one that you can easily implement just start of your day. And with the ROD too, it's the stuff that's in your control and out of your control too, that you can assess this with. Exactly. Exactly. So just to recap outcome and your why second step is that simple step. And then third is return on decision. Yeah. I love that. And so that's kind of how you can evaluate, you know, what you're doing. But then the other part of these habits is there's so many that we can focus on. And, you know, there's no one right way to get somewhere. So how do you choose which habits to start focusing on? Okay, yeah, I love that question. Because it's so common that people come into the workshop, and they're like, I have 15 habits I want to start. So I always say there's two ways to pick what habit you want to start focusing on. One is the easiest one. So the habit that you know, if you just paid a little attention to it, put a little focus into it, you can easily accomplish it again to create that momentum or the one that's going to impact the other areas of your life by focusing on that one habit. So what I mean by that is say, I want to focus on cultivating more inner peace. I want to get better workouts. I want to increase the amount of sales I get, and I want to have a better relationship. Okay, well, the one that's going to impact all of those, the most is probably cultivating inner peace. Because if you cultivate that, then you're going to be more focused when you're working. You're going to have better focus during your workouts and be able to really concentrate. And then your relationships, you're going to let a lot more go, and you're going to have better energy. So then you would pick inner peace first, and then I can focus on the others. Yes. I love that you brought that up of having multiple goals because that's just so realistic, right? You can tell someone all day to only have one goal, but none of us work like that. You know, when you are at your job, you have your goals there. When you're in a relationship, you have your goals there. Like there's so many goals. Um, and it, it's kind of unrealistic to be like, oh yeah, put them all on the back burner, but instead focusing on like, okay, which one is going to affect the rest of them the most? Exactly. And if you focus on too much and you don't end up accomplishing anything, then again, you're just back at, at zero. So a lot of times, so I know I said a lot of times people come in and they have multiple, but one of my friends took my habits workshop and afterwards she said, Gabby, I know you told me to only pick one. And I know you also told me to pick a simple step and keep in mind, she wasn't working out at all. And her goal was to start working out five times a week. 
So she was like, I know, I know you told me these two things, but I'm going to focus on these three goals I want to accomplish. And instead of starting with a simple step, like laying my sneakers out, I'm going to work out three times a week because I know I can do it. I was like, please don't, please don't do it. But fine. (laughs) If you really have that much faith, go ahead. And yeah, she ended up like a week later. She's like, yeah, haven't been to the gym once. And then we redid it. She literally just focused on working out and starting with that 15 minute workout. And now she consistently works out five times a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And that kind of leads me into my next question too, of how often these habits should be, because you want it to be simple, but in something in her situation where you're going from never working out, that would be hard to add in daily. So is there a certain amount of time you should spend on these habits or what should that look like? Yeah. So when you start out your first week or your first few days should be as short as possible. So, okay, if you want to start being a person who cleans the house, I'm going to, I don't know why I keep going back to cleaning, but five, five minutes of cleaning today or five minute workout or five minutes of outreach to clients. But then when you reassess the following week, you should be adding, you should be elevating. And once you've truly mastered, you've gotten to your outcome, then I would say every quarter you can reassess your goals and say, how can I take this to the next level? Or every six months, you can keep pushing it out further once you've really mastered the skill of habit formation and it's become part of your life. But I think habit formation is never ending. Like there's never a time that you say, I'm going to stop building on this because then you're just going to plateau. So yeah, I think it's a continuous thing that you need to constantly reassess. Awesome. And so we kind of went into implementation of habits. And you also mentioned that there's two negative Nancy's that might be holding you back with your habits. So what are those two? Yes. So the first one is monkey mind. I don't do you know what monkey mind is? No. Okay, monkey mind. I've heard one other person actually say this expression before, but it's basically the chatter, your lower self, the one that tells you that you can't do something or like, why would you say something like that? Or you messed up or there's no way that you could possibly attain this habit or ask questions like, do you really want to be the person who forms positive habits? Like, do you really want to be the boring one in your friend group or the regimented one or the one who comes up with negative associations to positive behaviors? So that's your monkey mind. And being aware of that and being able to get over that allows you to form positive habits and also allows you to accomplish your goals. Oh, I love monkey mind. Okay. Cause I've definitely felt it before. I just never had a name for it. Um, cause especially with things in health too, from the outside looking in, you're like, well, do I want to be the person that never eats desserts? Do I want to be the person that wakes up early? And it's like, okay, that might be what it looks like. But then once you actually start with these habits, it, it doesn't actually feel like that. And you're right. It, it is a positive action. It's not the negativity that you're bringing to it. Exactly. And a lot of times those thoughts come up when we're about to make a change because you're always like you're everyone's so afraid of that uncertainty element, that element of the unknown. Like what happens when I change? What else will change in my life? So it's that part that's like, ah, this is safe right here. You know, like this, I can, I can, I know what this feels like, but of course we can't stay there. Your monkey mind is just frightened. It's just trying to keep you safe. 
but because we've evolved and we're humans, we can get through that and over that. Yeah. No, this is something that I'm actually like fighting daily right now. I didn't realize, you know, until I'm talking to you about this, but for instance, I'm writing my first book right now. Congratulations. Thank you. But it is, you know, like this huge thing of writing a book, but what it really looks like day to day is I just have to sit down for 30 minutes to an hour and edit one chapter, write one chapter. And that's a habit of mine that I've now needed to form, but I almost take longer to the buildup of doing the habit. (laughs) Like I'm like, oh, well, before I start, I need to like make sure I've already eaten dinner, you know, like I'm feeling good. Oh, my workspace has to be clean. And I like think of all these other things that I have to do that are actually just distracting me from doing the habit. Exactly. You think of everything that you never wanted to do that now you do want to do to avoid doing the tasks that you actually want to. But I would say for that too, you can make it more enjoyable. So you could make writing your book more enjoyable by maybe having your dinner with it or adding music to it or adding a reward afterwards. After I do this, then I'll have the dinner or after I do this, then I'll hang out with my best friend. So stacking it in that way so that you look forward to accomplishing it. Yeah, no, that's as far instead of doing it first and then I'll do that. It's like kind of putting that first and then the reward after. So now that we know that I live in this negative Nancy, (laughs) what is the second one that people run into? The second one is, are you committed or are you interested? So there's this story that I love when Oprah interviewed Valerie Simpson, who was married to Nick Ashford, who wrote the song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And she was being interviewed after he passed away. And she said, everyone thinks that the song is about him, him, his and my love. But in reality, it's about him becoming a professional songwriter in New York City. And he always talks about how if he wasn't committed on that outcome, that peak, every valley along the way would have caused him to turn back around. And so I asked this to every OM member. I say, are you committed or are you interested before they're accepted into the program? Because so often we're interested and that means that, okay, if we hit a valley, we're going to turn back around. If we don't hit any valleys, we're good to go. I'll reach that peak. I'm, I'm fine with it. But if you're truly committed, then all the valleys you get along the way, all those rivers, every time you're about to trip, you're going to keep on going because you're so committed to that outcome, that peak. Yeah, no, I love that. It's like the sense of like, okay, there's something you're passionate about or interested in or just kind of entertaining or is it something that you really want? Um, And especially, you know, that visual of these like valleys and peaks and all of that, because it's not just, okay, you decide on a habit and then you constantly build. Like there's times where, you know, you kind of do digress a little bit or you do see a little bit of a negative return or things get in the way. So it's that great visual too of you're still working your way to the top, but there will be stuff in the way. Exactly. A hundred percent. Even I've been working out for a long time since I would say probably the last 15 years of my life. And a couple of months ago, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going into my workouts and I'm telling myself, I don't want to work out. I'm telling myself, I can't wait for this to be over. Or like, uh, I just don't want to work out today. This is so boring. I'm so sick of it. And I'm committed to always being in shape, always feeding my body in the way and moving my body in a way that's really going to nourish me and give me that energy. So I sat down, I said, okay, what am I doing right now? That's making me not enjoy my workouts. And what are the things I can change? And I've done in the past that have made me love my workouts. 
And then I just made a couple tweaks and now I love my workouts. I look forward to them again. They're giving me the energy that I desire. And so it's a constant thing of like, okay, you're committed to being a fitness enthusiast or you're committed to being that all-star salesperson. And so along the way, when you have the downward momentum, you can always make the effort to flip it and go upward. Yeah, no, I love that you've touched on kind of how you did that in your life. Um, And you like notice that you're getting in that like spiral of like, oh, I'm not enjoying it as much anymore. Do you have any other advice on kind of how to reset? Because, you know, like we're both ambitious people. I'm sure the person listening to this is also ambitious. And sometimes you can like go out too hard or too fast and like you feel burnt out from it. So is there any suggestion that you have on a reset? Yeah, definitely. So I have a very low tolerance for, for pain in my goal. So the second I notice like, I'm not enjoying this, it's been like a week or two of this, or I'm missing on pitches that I used to win at, I always just take a step back. Okay, I'm clearing my schedule. I'm not doing any more of that thing that I'm currently unhappy with. And I just block time off on my calendar and I reassess that situation. So what am I unhappy with? Just defining that. Like what is not going right? Again, redefining what is that outcome that I truly want? And then I normally just come up with a couple methods in order to create that momentum to get there. And once I just write down, I jot everything down of potential methods to get there, I pick one to three to implement, try out. And then at the end of the week, I evaluate that. Did it work? Did it not work? Do I want to stop doing it or do I want to continue doing it? I love that because it almost feels like the opposite of what we hear so many times in fitness of like, oh, it's not working. Just push through. Oh, it's just like a hard week. And you're saying the opposite of like, once you recognize, okay, this isn't going how I'd like, you can step back and stop (laughs) what you're doing there. Because for instance, if you have a fitness goal and you say, I hate how this is getting in the way of my social life. I hate how I have to skip out on all these happy hours. Well, if you look back at your goal and your goal is to work out more, it can be like, well, why don't I start working out in the morning? (laughs) Right. I don't have to. Exactly. I don't have to miss these happy hours. I'm just choosing right now to do it at night. But then if you step back, say, no, like hanging out with my friends is important to me and going to the gym is. And then you can reassess and fit that in a different way. Exactly. I always say I live in the gray. There's no black, there's no white. There's a trillion ways to do one thing. Just like all the successful business people out there, they don't have the same business. They have millions of businesses. There's always multiple methods to get you to your goal, to get you to accomplish your thing, whether that's working out, creating a business or hanging out with better friends. whatever it may be. Yes, I absolutely love that. I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd love to leave everyone with? I would say just when you're unaware of what to do next, just ask yourself, what's that next best thing I can do to create momentum? What's that next best thing? So you can always do one action to create momentum in your life. Every single outcome is just one action away. Oh, I love that. You're just one action away because then if you keep building on that, right, then that's how the momentum. So I love that. I hope you write it down just one action away. Thank you so much for coming on today. Where can everyone find you, learn more about you, work with you? 
Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Gabby Rosen, G-A-B-I-R-O-S-E-N. I just created an Instagram for Gabriella Ohm. So that will be up and running in July. And my website is GabriellaOhm.com. Awesome. And I'll link that below. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at live your personal best at live your personal best. Come say hi. Come see what's up. I would love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. Thanks and see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.